What's going on? It's the Obligatory Podcast with Kermit and Mike. Um, we got a special guest today. Mike is unfortunately not with us, so I have brought in the big guns, the one, the only, my father, Kermit <laughs> I. Gonzalez Sr. Uh, I'm going to do a rundown real quick of your career, because I've been trying to get you into the studio for a long time, and I finally got you here. Uh, you ready to do this? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm glad Mike is not here. No, Mike. Well, he, he'll be asking you a lot more other questions, so we'll when? get you back in here. When? When what? When he's going to be asking me questions. I'm saying if he was here, he'll ask you a lot more. Yeah, he can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me this is right. Let's, let me see if I know my daddy, all right? All right, go ahead. 1970, at the age of 10, you joined karate. Yes. Right? In 1975, you got your first black belt. 77, you joined the U.S. Army. Correct. Uh, 90, or 1981 to 1983, you started performing kickboxing. Uh, yes. And I believe you received the black belt around that time, too? In Campo, yes. In Campo. Okay. 1987, U.S. Army Pan, Pan American Games. It was actually 87, 88, yeah. Hold on. You got to talk to the mic there. Oh. You, you too relax over uh, there. I have to be relaxed. <laughs> Turn the mic. It was actually 88. It was 88? 88. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, actually, 88, maybe I got this wrong then. 80, 87, I went to the All-Army Taekwondo Trials. Okay. And then 88, I got selected to coach the All-Army team for the Pan Am Games. Was that the same as a Taekwondo team? Different. That's different. Yeah. Okay, so I I had you down for 1988 for the Taekwondo team for the Olympics. Is that correct? That was 87 to 88. Then uh, after I finished that, then I, I went for the Pan Am Games. Uh, That's okay. Go uh, ahead. It's all right. All right. That's okay. 2001, you uh, got inducted to the Florida Hall of Fame Master of the Year. Yeah, whatever. You, you got to pay for that shit. <laughs> 2001, you retired from the military, from Army. 20 years plus? I'm not too sure what the exact number 2001. is. 2001. No, I was no? trying 97. You tried 1997? 97. My facts are wrong. So what's that put you at as a, uh, years of service? 20 plus. 20 plus. <laughs> We're not going to do the math. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then uh, 2005, we opened a karate school? 2004. 2004. So we're going on, what, 16 years? Uh, yeah, this year will be 16 years. 16 years running a karate <laughs> day camp studio academy rough times yes <laughs> rough times and uh, we we've, we've been working together since uh yeah it's been it's, it's been a it's been a journey i'm not going <laughs> to say it hasn't been we we went through recession and you know we we got pretty close to hit rock bottom but i guess somehow I'll, I kept it alive with my savings. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the secret to yeah. owning a business? You just got to dip into your own savings? You better have something. <laughs> if you don't have something to fall under, you, you're going to hit the bottom of the bucket. And two children that uh, didn't go to college and stayed with you. <laughs> and two children that can't even charge for taxes. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> No matter how many times I tell him charge sales tax, uh, here we go. these fuckers forget. Uh, here we go. <laughs> so that's only the beginning. So what I wanted to get you in here, because I feel like um, there's a lot going on uh, that you lived through and you went through that not a lot of people know you for. A lot of people know you for just as my dad and the badass motorcycle riding, Jeep owning, <laughs> off-road riding, gun shooting, crazy Puerto Rican. Like that, <laughs> I think that's your... Everyone knows you through that because of Facebook. That's good enough. That's good enough. No, there's no more deep dive into your life. Well, there's more. Because I feel like there's a lot. Uh, there is there's a lot of onions in the peel through there's that. A lot of, oh. There's a lot of rotten onions in there. A lot of rotten onions. <laughs> and I know, I know there's certain things we can't talk about, and we're not going to even get, get to that level. Good. <laughs> uh, whenever you ask me that question, I'm going to go beep. Okay. Well, I mean, well, we, we know that you served uh, in Korea, I believe, right? Yes. For how many years? Oh, Korea wasn't at one year. The one year. Mm. And how many kids did you have out there that I don't know about? None. There's no, there's, I don't have a brother out there I don't I, know about? I did not mess with any of those crusts, <laughs> vaginas. Oh, that's big over there? Oh, 
Man. Really? Mama son's over there. They come, come, GI, young pussy, young pussy. <laughs> what are they called? Come, come here, GI. Come here, GI. Come here, GI. Mama son, hey, come here, GI. What you doing, GI? I'm just walking around, looking around. No, come here, you. I got young pussy for you, young pussy. Look, young pussy. That motherfucker look like 18 wheelers. I've been over that bitch. Yeah, look like they had a list ten head on collisions. Yeah, you know, young pussy. That shit is young. Don't show me the old one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you walk, you walk through a path. You know, it's it's, it's it is interesting because, of course, I I was in south of Seoul. I was uh, well, not south. I'm sorry. I I re, re correct that. I was north of Seoul. I was close to the DMZ. So I was only like seven kilometers. You know, from the DMC, so we're we're down to the to the nitty gritty point of Korea, but you know, I was in TDC Tandushuan, and uh, you walk around there, and it's like walking through an alley, and this alley, there's you know, uh, little rooms, and red lights, and this and that, and some of the girls are on the edge. And you got Mama Sam guiding you and this and that. And Wait, what's a Mama Sam? Mama Sam is like saying the, the lady that takes care of the girls over there. Oh, um, what's it called? Like, a, man, I'm not a mistress. It's a... No, she, she, she's the hot. Yeah. She's, not... she's the head of the... Uh... The pimp, pretty much, of the... Yes, okay. Yes, yes. It's, it's, a female, it's a female pimp. Yeah, know? okay. That's the one that shows you the, the young pussy. <laughs> Young pussy, yeah, young pussy, yeah. <laughs> Keep it young. Keep it. Keep it young. No, but I honestly, I, I did not mess with those women. Well, that solves that mystery. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, there is a disease in Korea that people don't talk about it, but it's called the black gonorrhea. The black gonorrhea. Yes. Ooh. And before you leave, when you gave you the physical, if you come out positive on that thing, you don't get to leave Korea. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So how many of your friends got left behind? No idea. I never asked. <laughs> <laughs> not, not my level of importance. Oh man. Yeah, man. I, I tell you, it's 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 uh it's pretty nasty. It's, they send you to a special hospital, and you know they gotta take care of yourself over there. Blah. You think go, you think goes your your dingalingo's rotten. <laughs> dingalingo's rotten. So yeah. All right, so let's rewind. I'm gonna we're gonna go back back in time. Um, so you discovered martial arts at the age of ten. Age of ten after I got my ass whooped in in Caguas, Puerto Rico. In Caguas, Puerto Rico. Okay. Yes. How long were you on in the island for? I was I was born and raised in the island. And okay. Until I I got to live in New York for one year. Uh, when I was I think it was in first grade maybe. Second, I didn't know that. First second grade I think it was. I lived in New York. In Manhattan, when my dad really? was, was working up there. So we went to live up there in Manhattan. I was at the PS198 elementary school. I don't remember what grade I was in. but um, Did you know English? Well, back in the days, I knew how to, how to speak and see. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Well, say, it's not like you went to a Spanish school in Manhattan. No, no, it was an American school. It was an American school. And you, you're, you're a... Yeah, but kid. I, I was I was able to understand most of it, okay. just like you and your sister do with the Spanish. <laughs> but my English was not very good looking. <laughs> you know, I would say "fuck me" instead of saying "fuck you." <laughs> I had the shit all reversed. You know, so. <laughs> well, you're telling the teacher "fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, don't, don't fuck with me. Hey, go ahead, fuck me. You know, I had that shit all backwards. <laughs> so yeah, I had a hard time with that. But I mean, besides that, then I started. I, I was raised in New York in a, uh, not raised in New York. I went to New York and my dad was in a rough neighborhood. The Italians, the blacks, the whites, the Puerto Ricans, the Dominicans. And, and it was pretty rough. Um, but once you got to know people, they, you know, everybody was pretty much an organization. And just knowing, getting to know them. Because if you're new in a block and they don't know who you are, right. they're going to start questioning you. Right. So my first couple of months were pretty rough until I got introduced and this and that. And then I had to leave New York because during uh, one of the uh, uh, winter storms, 
uh, we we got into a snow fight, and um, me being myself, I took ice and then I covered it with snow. <laughs> okay. And we had a snow fight going, and this guy, uh, this kid, it was a white kid. He was hiding in the other side of the car, and I timed him right when he took his head out. I just threw that ball of ice and hit him right on the eyeball. <laughs> I exploded his eyeball. <laughs> okay. And um, anyway. And then you guys fled from New York? <laughs> yeah, because people were looking to kick my ass. <laughs> so my dad said, you need to go back to PR. Oh, so dad sent, uh, grandpa sent you yeah, back. Yeah, he sent me back with mom. But he stayed. Yeah, he stayed. And, oh, wow. And uh, it was, you know, it was people looking for me because I, I practically left this kid blind. Holy shit. From that eye. Wow. So they wanted to kick my ass. My dad got me out of there in a week. <laughs> I was back in PR within that week. So that was at the age of uh, what? Like you were like 12, I'm oh assuming? My, no, 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 no. I was, I was in probably what? Third grade? So, uh, third grade? I mean, a little bit younger then? No. I was young. I was young. I, I'll tell you, I don't recall the years. Yeah. But um, I know when I got back from New York, New York, I went to an elementary school. So I think it was fourth or fifth grade when I came back from New York. So, yeah, I must have been maybe second, third grade, somewhere around there. The yeah. bracket when it happened. And then, you're, so you're back in PR now, back home with mom or grandma. Back in PR with, with, with mom. And uh, dad was still in New York. And mom and dad have always been pretty much separated in their life. You know, dad took care of it, you know, financially wise. But, you know, mom did her thing. He did her things. I don't know in detail because it was none of my business. But I uh, started elementary school. And uh, I raised myself pretty much by myself. I... I uh, you have two brothers though. One brother. Well, one brother. Well, Georgie was a cousin of mine. He was like a brother because he was living house and he was eight years old. So okay. He was already at the house before I, when I was born. And then Jamie came afterwards. Jamie came eight years later after me. Got it. So. But so so when did when did when did martial arts kick in? When I was ten years old. But that was in Caguas. That, that was, was in Caguas. Okay. That was in Caguas. Okay, uh, so you didn't you didn't do martial arts then went to New York. You no. you did martial arts after New York. Correct. Okay. Correct. So you had no discipline in New York. No discipline whatsoever. <laughs> Hitting people with ice this balls. Guy, this guy, um, and the way it happens, I just I was coming back from visiting family because I always, I always used to walk and or riding my bike. And uh, from shit. Uh, from my cousin to Villa Blanca was a good, I'm going to say 10, 50 miles trip. And I used to either walk it or ride my bike back and forth. And one of those days, uh, I got caught in La Plaza de Caguas by these guys. And they approached me and they asked me who I am and this and that. And long story short, they whooped my ass. So... I said, okay. I got home with black eyes, busted lips, bruised ribs. I mean, I was, Jeez. I was pretty bad. So the, I recuperated from that, and then I heard of a guy teaching Taekwondo in one of the... Uh, see, back, back the, the malls back in the day, they're not the malls now. They were indoors. Indoors now. Back then, it was outdoors. Like saying... Uh, uh, the villages. I was kind of like, kind of like now, like outside, out, outside shopping. Correct. Right. Correct. So there was a guy that we find out he was teaching taekwondo out in the villages, for right. example, in the parking lot. So in, in the parking lot. Yeah, it's on concrete. Okay. And I went to see. I went to see the 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 classes, and I liked it, you know. And I got involved. And long story short, the guy was claiming to be a black belt, and we are in Caguas, so we are about, you know, I will say. 40, not 40 miles, the island is 100 miles long by 30 wide. So, I, yeah, I would say about 40 miles from where he was from, Ponce. And I was in Caguas. And he was claiming to be a black belt. Well, he was not a black belt. He was a green belt. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he was pretty good green belt. And uh, he started teaching. I think I was paying him like $20. Yeah, how much, how much was class a month then? Maybe 
twenty dollars a month, which I can't imagine. That was tough for being a kid trying but, to gain twenty bucks. Yeah, but remember, I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I, I I collected them by quarters and this and that, and every time my mom left a dollar missing somewhere, it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> so with this and that, I, I pretty much collected the twenty dollars and. And that's, that's what I did. I, I did Taekwondo for about a year with him. And uh, then I got better at it. I got myself dedicated at it. Then this other guy came with Kung Fu. He was in the Navy. And then he started teaching uh, Wing Chun. And I got with him. You did Wing Chun? Yes. It's very interesting that you did Wing Chun. I did Wing Chun. I but did. isn't that more just forms and flow? And yeah, well, not, not, well Wing, Chun, Wing Chun was part of uh, Bruce Lee's system. Okay. And um, so Jeet Kune Do, yeah. it, well, Jeet Kune Do came after, but it it is part of that that lineage. Uh, gotcha. And this guy was a gringo, uh, and he was married to this Puerto Rican chick, and he learned Wing Chun while he was in the navy, and he was teaching in the backyard. Oh my God, man, that was rough. It was it was training on mud, and he had makiwaras and everything set up. This guy was a psycho. He will make us put a blindfold. Okay. <laughs> That's always good. And there's about 10 of us. And, and let's say we're in your living room. Okay. okay the space like that. <laughs> okay. And he'll turn the lights off at night. And then he'll say, you need to learn how to fight by <laughs> the feeling of your surroundings. Dude, we will fucking each other up. <laughs> Of a, of a punch it, in your it, face. It's like I'm walking, you know, with my hands out, and the minute somebody bump into me, you just started swinging. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God, man. I got popped so many times on my forehead or in my back. Uh, or, and then after that, man, we just laughed, and he started saying, you guys were not concentrating. <laughs> he said, how the fuck can you concentrate when you're blindfolded? And in the dark. But, but the thing is, it makes sense. It makes sense because, you know, we are barefooted and we are walking on dirt. So you got to try to listen if somebody walks a little bit too hard. Right. A little bit too soft. And the wind. And the thing is, he would not wear the mask first. He would walk by you and tap you on top of the head to see how you react. <laughs> okay. Or hit you in the stomach to see how you react. And he would hit you hard. So that means you gotta be tense the whole time, right? And then he, then he did it with us with a blindfold. It was ten of us. I think he knocked out like six of us. <laughs> out, <laughs> out. He didn't knock me out, but I was dazed <laughs> out. And and the other guys they said, "Screw this!" They took off their blindfold, and <laughs> you know, he, everybody started laughing. But anyway, I did, I did that. I did win Chung for about seven, eight months with him. And then Salado, a buddy of mine that we were in, in uh, we now I'm in, in high school level now. Then he started doing judo, and I started doing judo. But before the judo part, uh, when, I forgot his name, when the Winshun guy left, then I started taking Kyoko Shinkai. And Kyoko Shinkai is a rough style of martial arts it is pretty much similar to shotokan uh the only thing is Shoto uh, shinkai they concentrate a lot on leg kicks and i thought there's more body shots than leg kicks that's interesting well yeah but they they do body shot because i mean the legs can go anywhere but you can neutralize anybody by doing leg kicks and you know that now with the mma yeah and uh and the legs you can kick anybody in the head. So you could not punch somebody in the face. Right. But you could just beat the crap out of somebody with the hands and the body. And if you could kick somebody in the head, if you had that ability to do it, that was your ultimate goal, to kick somebody in the face or in the head. Right. So Koiko Shinkai was, was pretty rugged. And the thing is, I, I, I'm doing all this thing on concrete. So in Koiko Shinkai, was real big on sweeping. <laughs> Man, did I learn how to fall quick. <laughs> yeah, they would do these, these 
pussy ass mask that we got now with rubber and, and for the, safety man and, and, and safety shit we go home with chip elbows freaking dislocated freaking thumbs uh, and there's know, no doctor twisted ankles you know hyperextended knees uh some of us bang the head on the concrete you don't you didn't fall right uh i mean it, it was so so much. I mean, when you did a judo throw, the, in the judo class, they had the mats. That I got. I was like, man, you guys are doing judo on concrete, no, too? No, no. The judo school, they had mats. They had the right mats. But the Kyoko Shinkai guys, they didn't care if you have mats or not. That must have been luxury when because you did judo. Because you clinch. Once you clinch, you can throw. <sighs> so some people get thrown, and some of them, they did throw where you landed. Both of you landed on your foreheads. And, and you know, you get knocked those dosed out knocked out you'll be looking at each other like what the hell just happened <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh but yeah and 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 i did the kyokushinka and then i was no as i was doing kyokushinka then chino came up and i started doing shotokan with chino he was like your height you know stocky that motherfucker was fast though <laughs> that motherfucker was lightning and uh he walked like a chinese dude that's what they call him chino he, he walked like <laughs> Just side to side. Yeah, he's like, what the hell is wrong with it? <laughs> like a bobblehead walking he around. Laugh, like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he had a weird laugh, and everybody, that's what they call him, a chino. And then when I did a shotokan, and I'm doing dealing with all this El Indio. This guy was like 6'3. His brother cycled. He was in jail. He's been in jail. I mean, I, did, I was dealing with Fernando Loco. Oh my God, man. This dude came from Vietnam. He was a psycho. Really? He was a psycho. He had a, a VW, a bulky, a Volkswagen. Okay. Every time he got pissed, man, he would beat the shit out of this car. <laughs> okay, what the hell? Punch, kick, knee. I mean, it looked like a like a bumper car. <laughs> and then underneath his seat, he had a samurai sword. Okay. I mean, Fernando Loco, Fernando Loco, that's what they call him. Fernando the Crazy. And in a tournament in Caguas, he got into a tournament and he hit a guy with a reverse punch so hard in the face. I, I mean, he put him out of his freaking misery. <laughs> and he got mad because he got disqualified. Oh, right, because excessive contact. He, he went PTSD. <laughs> you know, PTSD was legit back in the day. They just didn't, they didn't recognize it. But he was PTSD to the max. This motherfucker was in Vietnam. So he was a combat arm guy, and he has been POW, he escaped, and all this shit. It's a whole story about him. But uh, he took off running, and there was a closed door in the gym. He didn't stop to open that door. He threw a flying sidekick, and he knocked down the frame, <laughs> the door, and everything. <laughs> he was just like uh, an MMA when they first started with uh, this black dude. What was his name? Rampage Jackson. Yeah, when he started turning that door apart. No. Yeah. He threw a flying psychic. He cracked that door right in the middle. He went right through it. <laughs> it was freaking hilarious. And it wasn't, it wasn't a prop door, in other words. It was a, a legit door. No, it was a door. A door. <laughs> that shit was a door. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, he, he was built like a bull, man. You should have seen his knuckles. They were nasty. I mean, it's like, it's like having rocks. It's, I would have preferred to somebody hit me with a baseball bat to hit me with his knuckles. <laughs> but... Uh, but you guys training back then, as far as your knuckle goes, you guys did a lot of knuckle training too. I mean, uh, just today, just looking at your hands, you got you got some gnarly we, ham hocks we of had hands. We to punch the trees, the mango trees, yeah. the the palm trees, the the banana trees. We and we used to train outdoors a lot. You know, it was not like going to the dojo. No, it's, it was a beach training, uh, outdoors training in the woods, running through the woods. Uh, throwing kicks and punches in the water because remember, Puerto Rico came from. People started bringing martial arts from the military. People that been overseas, so the the Japanese and all these people, most of their training they do it outdoors. So right, they, they follow that. And uh, the candlestick, <laughs> shit, I don't remember how many times I got hit by that sucker across my back. I can't imagine. Legs. Or the stomach, you know, uh, or reverse point stand over there on horse stand, like, and this freaking comes in front of you and 
punch in the stomach and you got to breathe it out. You don't, you shit yourself. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it, it was a lot of good experiences. It was a lot of good experiences. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm going back and forward, but when I, when I got beat up, uh, a year later from Taekwondo, then I went back to La Plaza and the where I got beat up the first time. Oh, you, you tracked down your enemies. Yes. <laughs> I tracked them down. How many? How many were they? It was actually four. Okay. Maybe five. Four in the ringleader. Yes. And so I'm walking around. They saw. They saw me, and they said, "Oh, you coming back for more?" Oh Jesus! It's like a video game. And you know, I'm I'm already. You know, I did Wayne Chong and I did Taekwondo, and I was very flexible, man. I had some quick legs. And I was doing a little, a little bit of Shotokan here, there. So I was pretty much well-rounded. Man, this first guy that came to me, the first puppet, I hit that sucker so hard in between his eyes <laughs> with a reverse punch. And my knuckles were hard because when I used to walk home, I used to hit the walls walking home from, from, from school. Uh-huh. And, Just conditioning uh, your, your yes. hands. And I was... I, <laughs> If I had to go, if I if I got tired of this hand, then I cross the street, go to the other wall with the other hand. Jeez. My thing was sort of black. I mean, black and blue. And I know when I hit this guy, man, I heard this crack. I don't know if you ever hear somebody like that, but I heard when I hit him, it went like. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I laid him out flat. And this other guy, they came running at me. And I threw a, I threw a spinning a spinning back kick. He landed right into that thing. He, I felt I felt like his my foot went inside and I touched about every organ in his <laughs> freaking stomach. He passed out too. There was about two or three of them left. I was gonna say how many more you got? And they, and you they, got two down, three to look, go. They looking at each other like they took off running. Oh, that, they left the other two there. <laughs> and as I walked by them, I kicked them on the face. Bah, bah. I said I needed two more hits. You're the Puerto Rican John Wick. Yeah, and I, I just walked away and. I never saw him again. Never saw him again. Never saw them again. But uh, I got stolen one one of the times besides after that was a guy called Canito de Bunker. And I used to go hunting a lot with my rifles. And like a dumbass, one day I run into this guy in the field, me and another buddy of mine, I don't know. But like a dumbass, I, at that time I was like, I had probably 14 years old. And uh, we were we were hunting tortolas and shit. Everything that fly, we shot. We even went fishing with pellets, you know. We saw a freaking chopa and we popped that sucker. <coughs> so anyway, long story short, uh, the Canito de Bunker, like when I, when I lived, where I used to live, and then across the river was... Another, not a subdivision, it was like a, the hood. Okay. We call it barriada. It means like, I don't know what they call it in English. I mean, it just going to a, a bad neighborhood. Right. Okay. And uh, the Canito de Bunker and his group, there was like, shit, 10 of them. They came across the river. Hey, how you doing? Blase, blase. Let me see. Let me see what you're shooting. And we like a dumbass. I got him, let him have the rifle. Then the motherfucker pointed at us. Oh, no. So now this fucking rifle is mine. And they made us give it the other rifle my buddy had. They, they took the rifles. They took. I learned that shit the hard way. And I ran into that motherfucker one day downtown. <laughs> this is years later or a couple days yeah, ago? A, like the... a, a couple, about six months later. Six months later. Okay. okay. I ran into him at, at school. <laughs> okay. I was already in middle, middle school. Middle school, almost high school. And... And I've been doing martial arts now since I was 10. So we're talking about, I was already 14, 15 years old. Man, he was walking around. I got, I stepped right in front of him. He didn't know who the fuck I was. He said, do you, I said, do you remember me? I said, no, motherfucker. He was, he was a bad dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, said, no, no, no. I grabbed that motherfucker by, by the collar. <laughs> and I judo threw that motherfucker. <laughs> he slammed that freaking pavement so hard. He he actually bounced off the pavement, <laughs> and you know the technique that you grab it and you punch him as in the yeah, yeah you I, lift him up. I, man, I hit that motherfucker like six times. <laughs> Everybody knew what the what the hell was happening. No, no one said anything. No, Teachers no, are even watching now. No, the, 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 
and back in the middle schools and in high school, every section was divided. In the schools? Yes. Okay. Uh, it like one place was called Cambodia, one place was called Vietnam, one place was called whatever. In the school. In the school. Okay. Okay. So La Tabla, where all the all the guys that were in sports oriented. Yeah. La Tablita was where the guys that played. Basketball, volleyball, this judo, the karate, okay. boxing. All the guys that were in sport were in La Tablita. Then all the guys that were doing drugs were in Cambodia. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So just, every section. It's like then, the warriors at then, school. Then you had the New Yorkers, all the bilingual ones speaking English in, in one side, in La Escalera. They were all the little kids from New York that only spoke English. They, you know? they got looked down on? Yeah. They, 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 they thought their shit didn't stink just because they spoke English. Gotcha. So anyway, every section had different ones. And uh, I got a hold of this motherfucker in Cambodia. He's walking up the road. He's walking up the road. That's when I, when I saw him and I, I slammed him. Well, the thing is, I did not stop there. This motherfucker, that he came and brought more people. And I heard to the grape, grapevine that he was going to come and fight with me. Okay. So I told my instructor, Chino, at the time. And I told Chino, mira, esto está pasando. This is going to happen. Blase, blase, don't worry about it. We'll be there. Oh, shit. So they all got dressed up like they were in high school. Here we're talking about 30 I guess years like, how old, old is your sensei? He was like 20 <laughs> years old, 30 years but old. But he's my height. Yeah, but then he, there was other martial a, okay, artists. Okay, got you. All this crazy El Indio. This motherfucker was like six four. <laughs> He's getting so, dressed in so the school just outfit. Picture, just picture this guy dressed <laughs> with a white shirt and black pants. Okay, that's what that was the high the high school and the middle shirt school. Shirt doesn't even fit him. Belly's the out. middle school. The middle school uniform was black pants and blue top. The high school was black pants and white top. Okay. So I was in Reading High School. And it was, and these two floors. So they they. In Cambodia, they got two floors, and you can go in the second floor and look down. Anyway, long story short, so I heard the Carito Bonke was looking for me. So that day, I took my nunchucks with me <laughs> to school. <laughs> Back then, it's not like it is oh now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I took my nunchucks, and the Carito de Bonke, he put a razor blade between his fingers. I saw him when, when he confronted me. Oh, man, me. he went gel level. Yeah, he, he, he confronted me. And uh, he put the razor blade in between his index finger and the middle finger like this. Okay. So he's talking to me, and I noticed when he did that. And I said to him, I'm going to tell you something right now. You can rock with me all you want, but if you're going to swing me with that freaking blade, I'm going to grab it, and I'm going to stick it right up your ass. <laughs> I, said, I said, right. I mean, I was, I was rugged back in the day. Yeah. I said, I'm going to get a hold of that, uh, that blade, and I'm going to stick it right up your ass. And I said, matter of fact, Screw that. And I took my nunchucks out. When he saw my nunchucks, I could use my nunchucks back in the days. And I swung that nunchuck and I hit him in the back of his fist. Because I already had my hand inside the bag. Right. And when I swung that, I hit his hand that had the blade. That had the blade on it? Yeah. Oh, man. You crushed his, I mean, you fucked him up. You crushed his hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. But they were the octagonal nunchucks. The octagonals are the, the the original ones. The original, so f uh, wood, not metal. Mm, wood. Wood. Okay. Wood, and that's hard wood. <laughs> and I, the, the ones I got in the school. Are right those now. are those the ones you hit them with? No, not they're similar to that. Not those. Oh, but I was say, we need to put those in a frame. The octagonal ones. They're okay. octagonal ones, and yeah. I hit them. And man, after I hit him with that, I kept hitting him with the nunchucks. With the nunchucks. <laughs> and then uh, the group. The group of his group. So it turned into a brawl. They wanted to come in. And they were all my buddies from the karate school. <laughs> all the adults. Oh. <laughs> so it turned into like a big Royal Rumble. It didn't last long. I, mean, I can't imagine. It lasted maybe 10, 15 seconds. Oh. By the time the cops got there, everybody was gone. Oh, the cops actually did oh, show Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. They were motherfuckers laid out. Uh, oh, if I can get a time machine and go it, back and see I, I'm this. I'm telling you, man, it was, it was hilarious. Because remember, you're talking back in the days. And back in the days, the cops, if you had something against somebody, they, won't, they didn't take you to jail. They said, you motherfuckers got something with each other? Go at it. Just don't pull out no weapons. No weapons, just fight. Just fight. And they'll let you. The freaking cops will enjoy it. You know, and they'll call all the cops. Go ahead, you got to come and check this out. 
you know, and, and we'll be swinging at each other and beating each other up or whatever. And then after the fight, after the fight was over, they made us shake hands and we go on our own little way. <laughs> wow. But the one with the Canito was different. Because I mean, that seemed like a gang fight. Because he was a drug dealer. Oh, great. So he was also a drug dealer, you know, and he was involved with his gang. He had the little gang. And that's why when I was told that Canito Bonke was going to be looking for me, I told my sense. I said, listen. Yeah, man, get I the reinforcements. Him. Oh, yeah, man. It was fun, man. They, <laughs> it was fun. They, this guy, I remember. Then I had another fight. <laughs> it just stacks up. And this one was for jealousy. This over over a girl. <laughs> this wasn't yesterday, was it? Oh no. no. <laughs> okay, making man, sure. I I I beat this guy from the high school all the way down to Sears. <laughs> wait, wait, what? What do you mean to Sears? It, it's like saying you're here, right now you live. Yeah, yeah. And racetrack is down the road. Yeah. That's how far we <laughs> this guy's the high school to Sears. <laughs> You just kept beating. He kept stumbling away, and you kept walking up uh, to him yes. like the Terminator. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Then when we got to Sears, a good buddy of mine, and he knows this, Jesus Rivera. I got him on Facebook. I'm El Canito, El Canito. Man, I'm I'm fighting with Cano And I mean, I was just I was just messing with him. I was just popping him, and popping him. And then out of nowhere, somebody hit me. Okay. Somebody jumped in. Yeah. And when they jumped in, I turned around, and before I did something, Canito came flying. <laughs> and popped this guy in the mouth like this. You heard that she was a pop. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. It was another fight. Wow. And And, and uh, since I was looking at this guy, then Canito Bonke was going to come to me. And I saw him coming on my on my tail of the eye, and I did a spinning back kick. Man, you love that spinning back kick. And I hit him in the body again. I <laughs> lifted him. So I didn't hit him that hard. I don't think I put enough power. You said there. you just lifted him. You hit him hard. Well, he's running. He's coming All at right. me. So, but the thing is, he got. A, I, I I let him get back up, and then he threw a kick at me, and I grabbed it. Oh, jeez. And I swept the other leg. Oh, good night. So you know what happened. Yeah. And I'm dragging him on gravel. <laughs> in Sears or no? On, on Sears, the parking lot of Sears. <laughs> in the park, everything was outside Sears. This is our lawn equipment. Oh, there's a fight going on. Dude, on gravel. And you know Puerto Rico is hot. The gravel. Long story short, Canito Aril. No, make it long. I'm, I'm in Canito Aril, his mom was my mom's best friend. Okay. They used to go out at night, you know, disco oh, and the nightclubs. They were they were nailing skin. Long story short, he ended up going to the hospital, mm -hmm. and he was in the hospital for about three days. Man, oh but man. the thing that's where the canito situ the uh, the canito de bunker came also in play. Right, it's all connected. Canito, it's all connected. Canito de bunker knew him. Oh boy. But uh, yeah, after I beat up Canuaril. Canito Bonke wanted to get on me. <laughs> Gosh, man. And, and it, 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 I mean, everything was young. I mean, it's, it was a different generation. I was going to say different generation. Different generation, you know. And I mean, some of them like to fight with knives or bottles. You know, they'll break a bottle. But, you know, then somebody will grab a chair and hit you on top of the leg with it. Or, you never got, like, a uh, serious injury like that in a fight, have you? Like a no. cut or a stab or anything like that? No. No, no, that's no, good. No, I uh, the only I, I got hit with a stick, but I got to block it. But that was about it. I, I never got stabbed or cut. A uh, few times I fell on the ground and scratched myself, but other than that, no, not stab or or yeah, hit anything or shot or anything like that. Right, right, right. No. But yeah, I mean that was it. Was so many more fights, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I like how you have a tally mark of them. It, it, it just so many fights that it, back in the days that was just natural, right? You know, and and you start hanging around with this group and like Georgie, Georgie, passed, rest in peace. You know, I I went with him to one of the races. He used to be in car races and stuff like that. And this guy pushed me and threw me out of the car that he had on. And Georgie ended up fighting with this guy, and this guy started hitting Georgie with a chain, and Georgie grabbed the chain and almost choked him to death. And then a week later, somebody chopped that guy's hand off with a machete. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Georgie was older than me, remember? Yeah. yeah. And 
I don't know. Georgie told me, hey, you know, this motherfucker, somebody just chopped his hands off. <laughs> surprise, surprise. With a machete. With a machete. With a machete. <laughs> you know? And uh, we're talking about that's back, in, that's back in 70. Let's see, I left PR 70. Oh, you joined the military in 77. Yeah, so that must have been like 74, 75, 76. So you were black belt status around that time. I was still brown black belt level, yeah. 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 Um, brown belt. And back in the days, when I was at green belts, I was already sparring with browns and blacks. So, I mean, I got myself pretty much dedicated to it pretty good. Got my ass whooped in the process, but whenever, whenever I went against somebody my level, I didn't, I didn't have much of a problem. Right. Um, then I went to the military. I didn't do karate for about three years because I didn't have the time. And then after I left my first tour, that's when I married your mom. And then I started doing karate again when I got to El Paso. And then I was born. And then you were born with one huevo. <laughs> Wait, what? From one huevo. No, I thought you lost that after. No, no, no. For, for You were born in 82. Oh, God. I lost my huevo this, in this 81. more fuel for people to make fun of me about. So yeah. wait. So but you have one testicle right now. Yes. Right. And you lost that in a karate tournament. Yes. You want to explain? And then I was born from that. Yes. <laughs> that explains my height. Okay, so. Yeah, you were a one huevo bandit. <laughs> you're, 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 you're. Anyway, um, I got involved with Bill Schubert in El Paso, Texas. He, he used to do Kempo. And, uh, I mean, he used to. He probably still is, but he's probably old like a motherfucker. But uh, he did Kempo. And he did uh, Ed Parker's Campo. And it was Bill and some other guy. I forgot his name. But anyway, they will also do uh, kickboxing on the side with another guy named Frank. And when I came from, from Germany, I mean, I, I, was, I used to do every, every, something every once in a while, but I was not really fully active. Then I, when I got to El Paso, that's when I started, you know, working out again. And... Uh, I got into kickboxing, and... Uh, How long were you in El Paso for? El Paso was there for two years. Okay. And the thing is, it happened. It not happened in a tournament. It happened in training. Oh, you're talking about you losing the webble? The webble, yeah. It was oh, I thought you got a, kicked out during a tournament. a training partner. And he threw a low kick and... I threw a roundhouse. Oh, God. And he went down low. Oh. And I had a cup. I had a cup. And the the thing is, back in the old days, those cups were the baseball cups. You know, they're not the one for fighting. Not like the ones that I had the now. one now that they tuck under, you know, they look yeah. like, like has a tongue going in. <laughs> you know, mine, mine doesn't have a tongue going yeah, in. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, mine was the real regular round ones. You know, you put them in a, in a supporter and that's it. So what happened? When I threw my kick, I guess a supporter moved. Oh, God. So then he threw the kick. So... Long story short, my huevo was in between the cup and my body. So he guillotined your huevo? Yes. Oh, my. And when he hit me, I said, man, what the hell? <laughs> that what you said? That was it, the first thing. It was a burning, it was a burn, bad burning sensation. A bad burning sensation. And I tried to put myself together again, tried to continue, but I couldn't even lift my leg up. You kept trying to fight after that? Yeah. Oh, you're a psycho. It's like everybody, everybody, everybody else, you take a break, you know, and you try to. Okay, so you didn't realize that, that like, the injury level of what you just experienced. Correct. Oh. Correct. You just thought it was a good old yeah, nut I kick. I just got hit on the huevo and softened it up and moved <laughs> which, forward. Which, which nine times out of ten puts people out for the whole day. So anyway. And you trucked through. And I went through, and uh, then I, I, I told Bill, man, I cannot kick. He said, I can lift my leg. So I drove home <laughs> from there. It gets worse. Your mom was there, and I'm taking a shower. My testicle at that time, when I was taking a shower, it was as big as a grapefruit. I was going to say, it had to have been swollen. Big. Oh, my God. Like a grapefruit. <laughs> I'm shitting you not. I had to hold it. It was so heavy. So... I drove to the hospital when when I, we used to live with your mom, with your mom back then. The hospital was right across the street. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and so I drove to the hospital, and here I am. You know, I went to the emergency room, and I explained the situation. 
And I was very uncomfortable. I couldn't even sit down like I'm sitting right now. I had to sit sideways because... Because your webble would pop. My webble was <laughs> on the way. So here I am walking. Elephantitis. I'm, I'm walking down the hall grabbing my webble. Right? <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? This pervert in the, in the so, hospital. So this Puerto Rican nerd walked by and said, dude. And I explained to him what happened. He said, okay, follow me. Let's, let me put you over here. So they put me in the room where the ladies have, have deliveries. <laughs> Great. And they put my legs up in these freaking hooks. I said, holy shit, man. So it, it relieved the pain because I was laying back and this and that. But then across the hall, there was another room, and this lady's having a baby. <laughs> You're about to have a baby, too. And I'm looking at her, her big chimichang guys hanging out. <laughs> and I saw this freaking big ostrich coming out in between the legs. I said, hey, can you guys please close the freaking door? I don't want to have a boner now. And it, 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 was, it was not a situation to have a boner when you lose it. You see this ostrich coming out of the hole. Oh, God. So anyway, long story short, they closed the door on me. They forgot about me. Two hours later. Two hours later, swollen webble I'm in the still air. There, and I said, wait a minute. And then I'm trying to get my legs off this. Off the hooks. hooks and I couldn't because I had no strength. <laughs> Especially on my right side. That's where my, my, my kick was. So I took my left first, and then I could not get my right off. So oh I'm my doing gosh. a split. I'm doing a split. So one leg up, one leg yes, down. Yes, yes. So then I finally got it off, and I walked to the hall. I said, hey. He said, oh, shit. We're sorry. We forgot about you, Sian G. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, they got a wheelchair. They, they wheelchair me to the to this, the inspection room and uh, lay down over there. And uh, I guess the word got around that I had a busted testicle. <laughs> And they started going in taking pictures. Everybody started. Well, it wasn't. Nowadays, it would have been not the case. But back in the day, you know, the cameras were little. Yeah, a little. It was, not, it was nothing. Technology was not there yet. So every single nurse, males and females alike, they all wanted to see what one swollen. They wanted to see what a one swollen <laughs> huevo looked like. Then my huevo was so big, my Peter looked like a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> he was in shock. <laughs> It'd have been weird if you're if you're hard with that swollen yeah, well. You know, like, yeah, man, what the hell are you go? <laughs> so anyway, a big ball and little peanut. You know, he's like, what the fuck? One hell of a combination. <laughs> so then here we are. He said, uh, okay, we need to see if you have an internal bleeding. He said, can you bring your legs up? And I was flexible. I said, yeah, sure. I brought him up. Hold on, you don't have to bring him up so high. I said, okay. Him down, and this motherfucker stuck that finger up my ass. Why? <laughs> Just to make sure I don't have internal bleeding. Oh my god! Is that so, I? And I'm, whoa! What the hell, Doc? Uh, so what the hell you got in there? He said, "That's my finger, you finger." <laughs> so anyway, he stuck the finger. He pulled it out. He said, "No, you, you know, right now it looks fine." Then he said, "It was a new lieutenant." He said, yeah, "We got a new lieutenant here in training." You know, I said. In training. In training. Well, he ain't going to train with my ass. <laughs> he must be a no-go on this station. <laughs> so long, long story short, uh, they, they, they admitted me. And I'm going up to the to this whatever room it was. So they're using all this medical terminology for the supporter. They, had to, they wanted to give me a supporter where it will hold my bag, but man, my, 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 my Peter will go through a hole. Okay. Uh, in case I gotta use the restroom. <laughs> okay. So they send this female because I did not understood what a supporter was or a jack strap was. This is still around the time. Well, you still this this still at oh this old. This is eighty one. This eighty one. So your English is still kind of yeah, it's still, still choppy. It's still choppy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I did not understood what they were trying to. Yeah. They asked me, you know how to do this? I said no. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So they sent a nurse to put this jack strap on me. Uh, in the process of her getting ready to do it, your mom walks into the room. Okay. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I said, damn it, man. That's <laughs> 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 shit. You know? So uh, when, when she showed to me what it was, you know, I said, oh, I, said, okay, I don't know what it is. You know? <laughs> so uh, she's getting ready. To, she's putting the, my pants down, and uh, the nurse was, and then at that moment, your mom screwed everything up. Your mom... <laughs> <laughs> my mom screwed everything. Shit. So mom took over. So mom took over and put it on. And I was in the hospital for about 10 days. Wow. 
How uh, swollen was that? You must have had like a bruise from like your belly button I, down. I, right? I had a bruise that I was actually fell from above my abdominals all the way down almost to my <sighs> all the way down to my knees. It was black and blue. Uh, the and and it's funny because in the way the body reacts, you know, I will urinate and I'll see blood. Uh, and then. I don't know how, here, here I am with a busted nut, okay? And then I get a wet drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Freaking wet drink comes out with all kinds of mixtures in it. Uh, you can just imagine. Uh, in the yes. hospital? In the hospital. In the hospital. Man, I was squirting all over the guy. <laughs> Freaking blood and sperm. Uh, you name it. Freaking Clock, blood clocks, Ugh. and uh, shit. The thing is, they were doing ultrasounds on me, and they couldn't find anything. I mean, they, and I knew something was wrong, and they did ultrasounds, and they said, yeah, the testicle looks fine, but something is weird because you got all this bleeding going on. And they did MRIs. I don't know if they did MRIs back then because I don't know if that existed or not. But long story short, they said, we got to go in. And they went in and they took it out. It was ruptured. And they just removed your... Did you get to keep it? Hell no, I asked for it. <laughs> that was government property. Government property? It's you in know, Area 51 you know, right you know now. It's so funny that when I, when I, when I went to, to the surgery part and doing recovery, there was another kid that his testicle curled up. Curled up? Yes. I don't even know that, what that means. That, that happened. It's like a hernia. Okay. A herniated testicle. You just, okay. They curl up. It, so anyway, I said, I don't worry about it. You know what to do with that shit over <laughs> So that kid got all beat defensive. He wanted to fight me over there. In the You're going to be in a fight with one huevo yeah. in the hospital? And then there was an old man. I think they removed his testicles. I think he had like, something happened to him. I don't know. <laughs> what is this? Hospital hitting the quota of removing huevos? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, different. you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many people. Oh, God. I was in shock, too. I said, I'm not, only, I'm not the only huevo bandit out here. <laughs> But for different situations, people had different injuries or different illnesses. And they ended up putting me in a room by myself because nobody could be with me. <laughs> because you kept talking shit? Yeah, I kept talking shit. <laughs> so they gave me a wheelchair. I'm popping wheelies down the hallway. <laughs> I just didn't give a damn. The nurses came. I mean, I, I had a blast. I had a blast. <laughs> I had a blast in the hospital with my one. Yeah, well. I had a blast. I mean, I don't care. I'm, I'll make my life wherever I got to go. I, I'll make fun out of it. So. That was my one huevo bandit. So when I when I got released from the hospital, the doctor told me, "Listen, Tiger, you gotta slow down." <laughs> I said, "Slow down what? You know, don't, don't try to have any sexual encounter with your wife and this and that." I said, "Okay, sure." Screw that. Ninety days later, the bambino came out. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and here I am. That one huevo bandit <laughs> was put together. <laughs> Yeah, and that was in 81, and you were born in 82. In 82. That's right. In El, in El Paso. In El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> so you were a one-wevel bandit. Was I born in the same hospital where they took your wevel out? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. Oh, my gosh. You were born in the same... No, I, I'm... Did you? Did you not? I think you were born in the hospital where your mother was working. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I think you you born in the hospital your mother was working. That was a miracle, baby. <laughs> I said, I got to put this huevo to the test. <laughs> and it worked. Then it your worked. sister came and out. Then my, you did my, and then my sister came Ten out. Ten years later. <laughs> because your mother didn't want to have any more kids uh, while I was overseas. When you know? you're, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, your mom didn't want to have, you know, any kids being overseas because she heard so many different things about the doctors and this and that. You know, you know your mother. She has a mind on her own. Because, so. like, after I was born, we traveled to Germany. Germany. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what? Germany. Germany. Uh -huh. Then we came back to Fort Knox, Kentucky. Yep. And uh, California. Then Kentucky to California. That's where your sister was born. Oh, and then we're led in Orlando, then Florida. Orlando, and that's when I got deployed to Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I told one of the parents and uh, recruit to fuck off and die. <laughs> and I was but, a recruiter. Yeah, well, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. And that, that's something we know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, but, yeah, you oh, know what? What's that? 
No, I mean, uh, I don't know what other adventures you want to know. Oh, about. trust me, there's plenty of more. But I think I think that's good. I mean, it's already an hour. I guess I don't keep track of it. No, this it's shit. an hour. We already did it. Damn. Went like that. I oh, told shit. you it'd be quick. Yeah. I told you it was gonna be quick. You were... I mean I got more adventures. Oh, I know. I know. I, just... I, know. I, I we have I have so I haven't even scratched the surface of you know, um you know, your bike accident. Oh okay. uh or the day that I swung on you and we fought in the house. I don't call that shit a fight. <laughs> no, it wasn't a fight. It was an at, it was an attempt of a fight. <laughs> and, and uh god there's so many others and uh, uh yeah but uh we're gonna go get something to eat then and just like your sister the day she actually bowed up on bowed you up at, at the karate school yeah yeah yeah. Uh, uh, yeah 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 oh my god that was her biggest freaking mistake we have we definitely we we i always told no who's doing me sanchez told me this sanchez said that you guys missed the mark on having a reality show at that karate school like that karate school should have been a reality show <laughs> like the shit we went through. I mean, we're okay now, but before it's been rough. It was rough. It was rough. I mean, I'm I'm fresh out of high school. You know, I'm working two jobs, Chuck E. Cheese and Best Buy, dicking around. I didn't like. I didn't. I wasn't good with kids. No, but it, I didn't it, work good with kids. In closing, uh, in closing that in that portion, I will say, you know. Uh, you guys have adapted very well. Yeah, it's taken you a while. Oh, yeah, I, for sure. And, and you and your sister, you know. Uh, Jidel, she's still in the little soft side. You know, she doesn't like to deal with reality very much. I like to deal with reality. She she likes to be politically correct. I cannot be politically correct. I mean, I th- nowadays, it's very hard to even... I, I think for any martial arts school, it's super hard to even... Mm-hmm. There's certain people that you can train the way you want to train them. And then there's a certain group of kids that you cannot yeah. talk to them like the way you talk to someone or train them the same, the same yeah. way. Yeah. And um, sometimes you just get wrapped up and then you try to figure out where the balance is at. I think the problem is parents, my personal opinion. It's Parent, a, parents have more, they're a bigger problem than, than, than what the kids do because the kids going to follow what, how the parents react. Right. You know, and some of these parents don't want to deal with reality. That's that's my vision when I when I see how kids are. Yeah, you know, um, like when you start talking about the reality of you know, parents, like the reason why you're here and the kidnappings and why they don't they don't want to hear that they no. don't want they don't want to bring their kids to that conversation. No, nope. and um, and that's sad. Yeah, and it's also interesting on the level of uh, like hey, why are you why you got them here for? Mm-hmm. Like oh, why do need someone for after school? Like no, nah, that's yeah. not it then. Yeah. And then, then, then we find the situation where do we kick the kid out and lose revenue, mm-hmm. <laughs> or do we just keep them and just put them in that little bubble? Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough business. Yeah, because you don't want to turn people away either. You know, and then you have, you know, there's so many schools out there. You got the good martial arts schools. You got middle level martial arts schools. You got sorry ass martial arts schools. And then you have really bad martial arts schools that give you a bad rep on because exactly because everybody judges you based on one's experience. Right. And you know we're not the best, but we're not the worst. And uh, everybody, every martial arts school's got the good kids and the bad kids. And yeah, I, I know they do. You got great kids that are great competitors, great performers. Then you got all the kids that are not made for that. You know. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, there's some kids that they start with you slow, and you know they they become great martial arts. I won't mention your name names because you know how that goes, but you know who I'm talking about. We got quite a few kids that has spent years with us that at the minute, at the beginning, they were crying or misbehaviors or whatever. And now they're, they're great kids. Yeah. You know, so it's all a development process. You know, sometimes we just want to make it a little bit faster than average, but it's all a development. And uh, I don't regret it. It's kind of funny because I, all my life, I've been dealing with kids all my life. When I was in school back in Puerto Rico, we had the moral support activity. It was a, a, it was a camp, and I was already on karate. I was teaching kids karate in that camp, and I'm talking about I'm 14, 15 years old, and we go camping and this and that. So I've been around kids all my life. Yeah, you know, left the military, then started teaching in the military with kids, retired, dealt with delinquent juveniles. 
you know, those are more stories involved. I mean, oh, yeah. There's so much, you know, and, and look where we ended up. And then I brought you guys on board, and, you know, you wanted to quit. Jadel wanted to quit. It was I, a lot. And I did not give you guys that option. And then look where you guys are at now. <laughs> yeah, look at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm going to need Friday off because I have a gig. You're not, we're, we're not working this Friday. <laughs> Next Friday. Just give me a heads up now. What do you mean? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Motherfucker, you've been on vacation for two weeks. Son of a bitch. Motherfucker, week Friday, week off. I got you fucking huevo off right here. And with that said, this has been the obligatory podcast episode, I believe, 84, 85. I'm going to thank you so much, uh, my father, Kermit Gonzalez, for stepping in and uh, doing this podcast with me. We're going to get you back here again? Uh, yeah, sure. It took, me, it, it, it took you a year. It took me a year to get through this shit yeah, on yeah, yours, but was, anyway. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh-huh. We'll get you back in here. Merry we'll, Christmas. Happy New Year, everyone. That already passed. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll we got it. 363 days more for 2021. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Three, 363? Do they the second? 65. 365. No, today's the second, right? Yeah. Okay, so 363 days more. Or 64. New Year. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for subscribing. Bye. See ya. I'm hungry. Man.